Welcome to Wilderness Wonder. This is your host, Amber Credman. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about burning down what is not serving us. Last week, in episode three, I talked about a season in my life when I was seeking voices. I found the voices of beautiful women who were doing this work, and they all told me the same thing. They all told me to set a timer for 20 minutes and get silent. Leanna Tank Kearsley told me in Brazen about how she would go out to her patio, curl up in a comfortable chair, and meet with God and her legal pad. Leanna's words in that chapter came to mind so frequently because while she was definitely not the only one to tell me how to do this, she was the one who told me how she does, and it looks like my life, the things I want and the growth I want to see in my life. I want a beautiful place to sit with silence and a legal pad. Except for me, it's a tiny pink journal with ivory pages. This practice of silence allows us both time for reflection and the space to be where we are. Both of those things, reflection and being where we are, are foundational parts of this wilderness wonder. Being able to sit in the silence is not something that comes naturally. I remember when I first read how to do this, I didn't know how to do it. It's the same with setting boundaries. When my therapist asked me about boundaries and how I set them, I literally first had to ask what they even were. To some of you, that's going to sound really crazy. But for me, I am a recovering people pleaser. I remember when I first heard that, recovering people pleaser. Jamie B. Golden said it in one of the podcast episodes of The Bible Binge, and I laughed and thought, why would we want to recover from people-pleasing? Well, sister, thank you for saying so, and now I know I am a recovering people-pleaser. The thing is, is that setting boundaries means that we first have to do the work of burning things down that are not serving us. And how can you figure out what's not serving you if you never ask the question first, what do I need? This is another question that they asked in therapy, and when she asked, I literally laughed because I didn't know what that even meant. I said things like, well, I know what my kids need, and I know what my husband needs, and I know what my family needs. I know what they need, and they need, and they need, but I didn't even know what to say when I asked the question, what do I need? Why is that so revolutionary? I don't know. But I do know that I would never have been able to figure it out without first getting silent. Today when I sat down to record this episode, I didn't think that I would actually record this episode because you see I have an episode recorded of an interview that's really great, but I think first that we need to lay out these foundations. That's scary and that's hard because I sat down and I thought, I don't have time to record a new episode. I want this to be able to be released this week. Like, what am I thinking sitting down and recording right now when I should just edit things that I already have? But the thing is, is that the time and the work are not congruent with each other. The time tells me there isn't enough and I can't do the things God is calling me to because there is scarcity. 
The work says, where are you? What do you feel? How can you dance your way into that? Even as I say that to you, I'm already uncomfortable with the work. Because when we're living by the time, we know what to expect. When we're living by the work, you don't know what to expect. And of course that's going to be scary. The time is a strict factory conveyor belt, while the work is a morning glory vine reaching its way to the next rung on the trellis. There are lots of different ways it can go, but it reaches lightly towards the sun, in the fresh air, slowly seeking the next right place to go. The foundation of the Wilderness Wonder podcast is that we are doing the work around here, and if the time doesn't agree that it's going to have to get in line. Our minds are these beautiful homes full of the things that we fill them with, but they can get really full really fast. Just this year, we decided it was time to sell our house, so we paid for a storage unit, and we started moving everything that we could into the storage unit and thought about what are we going to leave so that we can stage the house and what are we going to keep in storage so that we can put it in our new house when it's time to move in. But we knew that there would be months between the old house and the new house. We knew because we needed to do some work and we needed to spend some time getting the house ready to sell and we wanted it to be the best that it could be. Which, in the long run, now, on the other side of things, we know was the right thing to do. But at the time, it was hard. You see, we had this house that we've owned for eight years. We've had two children. We've had ourselves and roommates and our marriage all grow up in this house, and it was time to take everything out of the house and put it either into a dumpster or a storage unit or keep it. And making those choices were not easy. I chose to put things in storage that probably I shouldn't have, like crockpots. But I also chose to put things in storage that probably should have ended up in the dumpster. And in the long run, they will. And that's the work of burning things down, because if your mind is that home that you've lived in for this many years, then there are things in it that either need to go to storage, or need to go in the dumpster. And we can choose to keep all of that all the time. But in choosing to keep all of it all the time, our houses get very full. It's hard to rock around the beds because you're stepping on Legos and you're bumping into things that maybe you don't always want to bump into. Past hurts and trauma triggers and things that you want to heal from but you don't know how to. And that's okay. Maybe sometimes you're not always supposed to know how to by yourself. Burning it down doesn't mean that it's a project that is done alone. That's the gift of God. He will lead you where you need. He will lead you to things like friendships, life groups, churches, therapy. out in the wilderness, we're living in survival mode, taking in whatever comes our way and living a boundaryless life because we've just got to get through to the next day. I've had so many of those days this past year, days when I'm thinking the mantras, mommy is so tired 
and I don't know how I'm going to do this. When I first launched the podcast, I was so excited because I'm doing that thing. I'm doing the thing I've always said I wanted to do, but mommy was so tired and I really don't know how I'm going to do this. Recording at my mom's house while the kids play upstairs and yeah, sometimes you're going to hear my kids. It's hard. I think of myself like a congresswoman on the congress floor voting very important things into legislation while breastfeeding. Like, yes, that is me. Thank you for representing me. I might sit here and breastfeed some days while I'm recording. But the thing is, is that when we're in survival mode, we're sitting on the conveyor belt of time and letting it carry us to the next, to the next, to the next. There's nothing wrong with living like this. Sometimes we just have to. There isn't a choice. My therapist calls this coping. We're coping from one minute until the next and we're doing the things. Man, I'm proud of you for coping through this. When we're coping, God is right here with us. That's the foundation of wilderness wonder. When we're in the wilderness, God's right alongside of us. This is a beautiful gift. There's a veil over our eyes keeping us from seeing him and knowing him, though. The veil is survival, coping. What I want to do in Wilderness Wonder is uncover that veil. When we uncover that veil, we are doing things like reflection and being where we are. Reflecting means asking the question, where was God during that season? Where was God when I was a working mom with a little baby before I knew him? Where was God in my wedding? Where was God during my miscarriage? Where was God during our moving season? But being right where we are, that's asking the question, where is God right now? It's also asking God the question, am I being seen? Am I being heard? Is there grace for me right now? In reflection, oftentimes we can see him leading us right to where we are now. And the gift of the work is this. We have permission to be here right now. We have permission to drop the hustle mindset. Let go of the time. Allow yourself to be where you are. When the voices of those beautiful women told me, The secret to sit down and set a timer for 20 minutes and be silent. And in the silence, you can do the things like pray and ask questions and write. Or you can just sit and be silent. It was such a gift, but it was so hard. I remember sitting in my bedroom on the floor in front of the mirror with a little tiny scrap of paper and setting my timer for 20 minutes. And asking God, what do you have for me right now? And coming up with so many things that made me feel out of control. Being silent is going to feel out of control because the purpose is surrendering to God. I told you before, I want a beautiful place to sit with silence and a journal. It's because that silence, that practice, allows us the space to open up the windows of that very crowded house inside of our minds and fling open the doors 
and welcome God in. That is the work that we're doing this week. Thank you for coming to this episode of Wilderness Wonder. When I finished recording, I found a journal entry that I made earlier this week when I was trying so hard to get my podcast episode out on time. And I was just living on that conveyor belt of time, just like we talked about earlier. I wrote this. I'm going to read it to you. I think it's the perfect way to end this episode. I wrote, I want to curl up and sleep. I am so tired. I want to record because I feel so satisfied if I do. I could try Descript with a recorded episode for the same satisfaction. But maybe I'm just seeking satisfaction and probably that's not even what I should be seeking. I need to spend more time in this kind of silence. Feeling God come through the windows. You see, when I wrote this, I was sitting in my car with the windows rolled down And the baby was sleeping in a car seat in the back seat. So I pulled out my laptop and I just let my mind go. And then I wrote this. Right now, I feel God in the smell of town. It smells like someone is burning wood, which is nice. I feel God in the wind coming through the windows. It's a good temperature. Not too hot in here. Not too breezy. I feel God in Joey's sleeping. Part of me wants to crawl in the back seat and enjoy him, but I won't because I don't want to wake him up. Him sleeping is good for both of us, and maybe this is the best way to let him sleep. So I can do this. Connect. Listen. Lean in. I feel God in the clacking of the keys. Part of me has known this is God's language for me a long time. Something in my spirit seeks and feels and God fulfills. I definitely feel him in the song of the birds around me, something I noticed yesterday during the morning thunderstorm. I felt him then, too, when I noticed the buds on the bushes outside of the sunroom. And I noticed that I even have a sunroom, something I've wanted for a long time, to watch a rainstorm and write. This is the silence I've needed for so long. The silence I craved. The reason I wanted to share that with you is because I want you to know that practicing silence is not something that you just begin to do and then it's all of a sudden easy. It's not. When I first learned about this practice of setting a timer for 20 minutes and getting silent and opening the windows to God, I had a really good season of doing that quite often then the seasons of my life changed and I stopped doing it so often and the fact is is that that conveyor belt of time is always going to come back around so if you find yourself there on the conveyor belt I just want you to know that there is grace for you there is grace for me there's always silence to be found whether it's during nap time or in your prayer room in your car in your shower Just know that your 20 minutes is always going to be welcome to God. Thank you for listening. I hope you come back next week. If you would like to connect beyond the podcast, you can find me on Instagram at Amber N. Redmond. Have a great week.